0: Hey guys, welcome to Cooler Talk episode 11 or 12. Uh, it is Thursday, October 20th, and we're recording this episode a little earlier in the week than usual. Um, Dom will be traveling to a happy valley for the whiteout. So he's actually not going to be with us tonight, and I'll be making a trip down to see our guest from Monday's episode, Kevin Markley. So I will be out of town as well. So I'm gonna record this one and just uh, go over some some picks from the week. I'll give you Dom's picks as well, um, and I'll be giving those out. And then just going through the games like we usually do. But I'll be doing this one solo. So little, little Colin Coward mission on this on today's pod. Uh, all right. So let's get uh, let's get right into it. The first game I'm going to talk about. On the slate here is the college football slate. Let's go through that one first. So first game I want to talk about here is actually the Thursday night game. So when this comes out, you'll be able to get this pick in earlier than usual and actually get the Thursday in, which is a nice little perk of this dilemma that we have brought forth. So the first pick I'm going to go with is UVA plus three over Georgia tech. So this is a game that probably in the preseason, I want to say this line would have been around at least minus three to minus six for the Cavaliers. Um, They are not a great football team, but Georgia tech was projected to be even worse this year. And Jordan check fired their coach and they went on a little run. They beat Pitt at home, which was a ranked team in the preseason. Uh, they went two other games. So that three wins. Now, I believe they are two or three wins and they've been pretty good against the spread. They've been three and three. They covered against, they cover the first half against Clemson. Uh, the beginning of the year, I believe. I don't know if they ended up covering that game. Cause club Nick came in late with a touchdown, but they've been pretty scrappy. So a lot of people are all over them. Uh, the public's all over them. And as a, ticket holder of an under three and a half wins for Georgia Tech. It might be wishful thinking, but I uh I don't think they're gonna win tomorrow night. I think that Virginia can win outright. I'm gonna take the three points with the Cavaliers. I'm gonna fade the public there. Um it's an island game. Uh so even though it's Thursday night for college football, which isn't as you know prominent as the island game you'll see is Thursday night in the NFL. I still like the odds there with taking the Cavaliers and the points. I think they're a more talented team, and I think that some of that interim magic is going to wear off for the uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. So that's the first game I wanted to go through. Um, The second game we're looking at here is going to be the Indiana Hoosiers- in Piscataway playing the Rutgers, uh, the Rutgers, Sc- Scarlet Knights, I believe. Yeah. So they are playing on the in and the, the Hoosiers are going on the road and they're three point underdogs. So obviously you get the three points for the home field advantage. Typically in college, sometimes it could be even more, but obviously not a great home field advantage there in, in New Jersey uh, in Piscataway. So we're going to go with, Indiana plus the three they battled really hard against Maryland last week they fought hard and covered against Michigan as well there's a little bit of a scrappy team you know maybe they're trying to trying to get the coach another year Tom Allen did a great job in the pandemic year obviously almost went to a big 10 championship it wasn't for that uh technicality with the Ohio State wins and obviously Ohio State beat them uh pretty handily for most of the game I think they ended up covering the spread in the end possibly but as I said, most of that game, that's back when I was a student at OSU, that game was never never in doubt, really. So um, that was kind of their big moment. They beat Penn State that year. I think the only loss might have been to Ohio State before the bull game, but falling off big time since that year. Last year they were awful. This year not much better. But I think they're going to cover that three at Rutgers, and they're going to continue to fight it out. I think they can win that one outright as well. Uh, the next game we're seeing here is – Ohio State against Iowa. So me and Dom are actually opposed on this game. Dom likes Iowa plus 30 and a half. I saw Ohio State at minus 29. This is a huge spread for a really good Iowa defense. I'm sure that's what Dom was looking at here. And obviously he's not the biggest fan of Ohio State. So I'm sure anytime he can bet against them and, uh, and he thinks it's justified, he'll do it. But me as an Ohio State fan, I am not a, uh not someone who bets on them every single week. I try to as much as I can, just because it's, it's a good time, you know, throw some cash on your team when you're going to be watching the game anyway. But uh usually I look for like a first quarter overplay or something like that to get it in, which I might be looking at this week, but I think this is a week you can actually bet them. I think a lot of people are going to be scared off by such a big spread with such a good defense in Iowa. I think they might not score. So that gives Ohio state a better chance. This might be a team total overplay instead, but with this number being a little lower than team total over, I think it's worth uh, maybe buy it to 28. So when my official picks, me and Dom's official picks, will be coming out on the Instagram like usual, uh, probably Friday or Thursday night. So look for that. But as of right now, I like Ohio State. Uh, given the points in uh, in Columbus, if this game was in Kinnick, it could be a different story. Um, moving on from there, we like uh, – Navy plus the three hosting Houston Houston's a team that got a lot of preseason hype, but uh, honestly, wasn't that great this year. They've lost a lot of close games. Uh, they've also won a couple of close games. I think that after last week, what SMU did to Navy's defense, people are thinking that Houston will throw all over them. I don't really see that happening again. I think that this is a rat line. It's only three points. You think it would be a little higher maybe after what happened last week. I'm taking the three with Navy at home. I don't think that uh, Houston has the personnel to properly even game plan for a team like Navy. So give me the points at home with the midshipmen. Dom does not have anything on that game, so we'll just move on. But, yeah, I really like that play. The next game we're opposed on, Dom has Syracuse plus the thirteen. I like Clemson minus 13 and a half, minus 13. I pretty much like them even if it goes to 14, 14 and a half. I think this is one of those scenarios where people see a ranked Syracuse team at home and they assume you know they've been playing well, they're undefeated. This is the, the only chance really Clemson has possibly to lose a game with the rest of the uh, ACC schedule, and I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to roll all over the uh, the Orange men in the Dome I think Syracuse has had the benefit of playing teams like NC state without their quarterbacks. And when they played uh, Purdue, Purdue was able to throw on them and that was kind of a crazy back and forth game. Clemson's defense is much better than Purdue's defense and Clemson's offense has been clicking on all cylinders. So uh, although I've been someone who's been saying he's waiting for a, for a DJU game to uh, kind of fall apart all year, I think they're going to continue to roll here. And it's also nice. Anytime you get a team like Clemson, Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, any of those big dogs up top, anytime the public's betting against them, I always like to take those teams. Uh, The next game, me and Dom are also opposed on. Dom is taking Kansas plus the 7.5. I am on Baylor minus the 7.5. This screams rat line to me. I mean, last week we saw it with Oklahoma minus the 9. The most bet line uh, at the end of the day in MGM Sportsbook ended up being uh kansas minus that eight who went on to lose by 10 points the line closed to 10 and a half but most of that early action was on the jayhawks um i'm seeing a singular similar thing here I want to confirm that baylor's quarterback is going to be healthy because that west virginia game they didn't look great when their backup came in but i think baylor's team could run and pass all over this kansas defense. And I just think they're going to outscore them. I'll probably end up buying that down to maybe a six and a half if it stays there. It's at seven and a half right now. Uh, That's, again, that's just classic fate of the public rat line. I think everyone's still on Kansas because even despite two losses, they've had played two really close games, and they're kind of a a public darling. So it depends how you look at it. They haven't – they've pushed or covered every single game this year so on the closing line. So I think this will be the first one that they – Officially lose on that closing line. So moving on, I love SMU plus the three and a half against Cincinnati. I think people see the Cincinnati team that they saw last year, even though despite losing a lot of talent, this team's still ranked again and they still have some talent on defense. So people are going to think that it's the same old Bearcrats. It's Luke Fickle. You know, that team's going to blow out this SMU team that's been mediocre all year with a bad defense against the run. Well, Cincinnati's quarterback has been very mediocre all season. I'm not a huge fan of his. And I think SMU's offense has been clicking a lot better of late. They got blown out in that UCF game, but they started out pretty good. They just couldn't convert in the red zone. They fixed a lot of those issues against Navy last week, who didn't, who wasn't great against the pass, but still, I mean, power five win or no, I mean conference win. So I think that settles pretty well. I think the three and a half is a lot lower than I expected. And the public is eating up on Cincinnati. So I think I'm going to stay with SMU and it looks like the line might even move down to three already. So that's some reverse line movement, which we obviously always look out for uh the next play Jackson State's playing Campbell that line won't be out till Friday night, but I've taken Jackson State every single week this year, and they've covered every single opening line that I've gotten except for one so that's just been one of those auto bets for me i'm a I'm a huge fan of what Dion's got doing going down there, and I think the natural talent level they have on the against other f c s teams minus a couple is just pretty significant so Definitely going to be something that, uh, that I keep to look out for for the rest of the year because those lines, uh, uh, I believe it was Reese, uh, Rico Bosco maybe on a Barstool Pickham. He calls it money in the crumbs because there's so few people betting it. Line moves all over the place. If you can get an early number, you can really cash out. So we're going to look to continue to do that on Jackson State. Uh, next game is going to be BYU and Liberty. I was a huge fan of BYU all year. Uh, I like the receivers. Their quarterback's great. They have great offensive line talent as usual but uh, I just don't think that their defense is anywhere near the level that it typically is for a good BYU team. So when I see that line being so low against a good Liberty team with uh, Hugh Freeze, I believe is still the coach down there, even though Malik Willis left getting six and a half at home, uh, definitely an interesting environment down in Liberty, uh, definitely an interesting school in general, but I like the six and a half with the Liberty flames, I believe is their nickname. So Definitely a fan of that. And I don't know. I just think that that's too many points for a BYU team that lets the let team score. And that Hugh Freeze offense is very explosive. Uh, the next game we'll go to is UCLA is playing against Oregon. This screamed lat, lat, rat line to me. Dom is on UCLA plus the six. UCLA is the sixth or ninth ranked team in the country. I think they're undefeated in the Pac 12, coming off a win against. Um, Utah, who just upset USC, that's going to be a big one, obviously. Uh, I think this could be a bit of a letdown game. Oregon got killed early in the year by Georgia, but they've been on fire ever since. Bo Nix has looked great in the Pac 12. I think it's a rat line looking at that. Minus six, everyone's going to be on UCLA probably for one of the first times this year that they'll be a public, public darling. So I'm going to fade Chip against his old team. Give me the Ducks minus the six. Dom is on UCLA plus the six, so we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, the next game I like is Oklahoma State against Texas. I like Texas minus a six and a half. Oklahoma State's obviously the higher-ranked team that just came off a heartbreaking loss in overtime, which they did end up covering against TCU last week. So, obviously, a little bit of a letdown spot for them, I would say. And I think Texas – Texas winning that Iowa state game. And a lot of people have been talking about it just across the college football landscape is that's a game that in the past, they lose 10 times out of 10 uh, off a big win in the red river rivalry, but they were it together. And even though they didn't cover, they were able to win the game outright, which as long as, as far as they're concerned is really all that matters. Um, so coming off a big win there, that's going to be huge. Uh, I think Texas pulls it out. I think Texas might end up winning the big 12, which is wild. Uh, the next game we're looking at here is the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge against the undefeated Ole Miss Rowan rebels, uh, the rebels this year undefeated, but there's a couple games they probably should have lost in there. That Kentucky game was honestly should have went down there. Uh, Will Levis just didn't wait quite long enough for his slot receiver to get set there, but it, uh, ended up fumbling the next play on a blindside strip sack after fumbling the drive before i probably should have been a targeting and Ole Miss didn't even cover that game despite a couple of missed field goals and a missed extra point by Kentucky's kicker. And that was at home. That was really their only test this year. So I think that this test against a very talented, although flawed LSU team coming off a big one in the swamp is going to be uh, where the Ole Miss ends up having their letdown. Ole Miss was actually initially favored when the line came out minus one. I wanted to take it then. LSU is now the favorite at minus two, I believe, which is showing a bunch of reverse line movement, despite the fact that the public is still all over um, the Run Rebels, this as makes sense because they're a top 10 ranked team. So we're gonna go with the Tigers there. That line smells really bad. Another line that, that uh, kind of stinks is the Purdue Boilermakers going to Madison to play against the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, obviously, Wisconsin's been extremely disappointing all year. Just lost to Michigan State. We gave that winner out last week. We were on the Spartans. Now we're flipping back. We're going back to uh, to betting on the Badgers. Obviously, they've been disappointing. I think they can run all over Purdue. Uh, I think Brayden Allen or Brayden Allen and that running, attacking it going. I uh, just need Graham Mertz to be mediocre and we'll be okay there. Hopefully in the passing game. And then I think the defense, Jim Leonard's given some life, obviously a tough loss last week, but anytime you go to overtime with another team that was preseason top 25, can't get too mad at it. I think he's coaching it, retain this job, but I think he's going to be a guy who players get behind. So we're going to take the Badgers minus two and a half. Um, the next game, Alabama against Mississippi state, Alabama, off a loss, um, Obviously, they, they let them go up and down the field last week. This might be an overspot to look into, maybe even an under, honestly, because just reverse thinking after what happened in the Tennessee last week. I think Nick Saban is going to be on a mission. This team season is not over by any circumstances. Bryce Young will be another week back off that industry and, or injury, and I don't think the defensive line in the pass rush is nearly as talented in, um, in uh, Mississippi State. And Bama, despite going on the road in Starkville, I don't think they have the guys to get home against what is a much more talented Alabama team. And Mississippi State has taken a dip on offense, only um, only scoring 17 points last week against Kentucky. The next game, which is the game Dom will be at, which he doesn't appear to have his card, which on his card, which is all you really need to know. Going to the whiteout game and not betting it, I'm on Minnesota already. I initially saw it at my plus five and a half. It's all the way down to plus four now, which tells you something. I'm also on the money line with um, with a smaller wager at the plus 160 line. I love the Gophers in this. I think Ibrahim can do a similar display to what happened with Blake Corum last week and Michigan. Uh, they ran all over this defense. Um, I don't think the Penn State offense is anything special. I think that um, – Uh, Sean Clifford is very mediocre, and until they put Drew Aller in and accept that their future is in the hands of him and Singleton, they're not going to be special. And in historically, uh, Josh, sorry, historically, Coach Franklin, uh, James Franklin, is not great off a loss. They lost to Michigan State after that heartbreaking Ohio State loss um, in 2017. They've been known to lose uh, uh, after the Indiana loss in the pandemic year, their whole season fell apart. So those are just a couple examples of James Franklin, not really being able to rebound after the first loss of the season, kind of derailing it. And then the last college football game we're going to give out here on my card is Kansas state against TCU, TCU riding high after that overtime loss, kind of taken, taking stranglehold of the big 12. Um, I personally think they're a little overrated and that, Kansas state is a better team. And that, that backfield of Deuce Vaughn and um, Taylor Martinez will be able to run all over that TCU defense. And I think it's going to be a shootout. Give me the three and a half points. Uh, even though it's in TCU, I don't really care that the the environment there isn't anything crazy that will change the game. So that's my uh, that's my college football card. Dom also has um, Duke plus the nine um on his card for college football so just to recap college football cards dom has syracuse plus the 13 iowa plus 30.5 kansas plus seven and a half duke plus nine ucla plus six and lsu minus two and i have virginia uh, on thursday night plus three against uh, georgia tech i have indiana plus three against rutgers i have ohio state Minus 29, might buy it to 28, might just take the fourth quarter over. that'll be confirmed when it, uh, the picks come out on the Instagram uh, at Iowa or at Ohio State against Iowa. Then I have Houston plus the th- or Navy plus the three against Houston. I have Clemson minus 13 and a half against Syracuse. I have Baylor minus seven and a half against Kansas. I have SMU plus three and a half against Cincinnati. I have Jackson State. Uh, whatever that line ends up being, I'll be taking it. Then I have BYU or I have Liberty plus six and a half against BOU. I have Oregon minus six against UCLA. I have Texas minus six and a half against Oklahoma state. And I have LSU minus two against Ole Miss, Wisconsin minus two and a half against Purdue, Alabama minus 21 against Mississippi state, Minnesota plus the four against Penn state, and then Kansas state plus the three and a half against TCU. So those are our college football cards for the weekend. And then four, The NFL cards, first of all, shout out to Kev Markley, who gave us a winner, Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown. It was the only touchdown the Chargers scored, I believe, on Monday night. That was a winner. We also won on the Broncos plus the 3.5, which was huge, or plus the 4.5, they won by 3, or they they lost by 3. So that hit, which was awesome. And Kev also gave us Bengals spread minus the 6 against the Falcons this week. Falcons covered every game that magic runs out, according to Kevin me and Dom both agree with him. We're all riding on the Bengals minus six, minus six and a half, whatever you're giving to us. They're going to win by two scores. Who we'll be seeing Kev this weekend prior to that game. So we'll all be hitting that game hard. I suggest you join us. Now where it differs here on our cards is Dom has taken the Cardinals minus two tomorrow. I will be on the saints plus the two points. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to have a really down year this year. I bet on their under, they've been all over the place. I think, uh, Cliff Kingsbury has – this will be his last season coaching out there in Arizona, and I think they might look to trade Kyler after this season or after next, depending on how it goes, but that team's falling apart. So I'll be on the Saints. Dom will be on the Cardinals. Uh, the next game that we'll be on is me and Dom are both taking the Jaguars minus three against the Giants. This screams rat line. The Giants' magic has to run out at some point. The Jaguars have gotten a lot better as a team in the past – uh, year since last year, and I think this is a game where former Philly coach, um, Doug Peterson obviously it's a different staff than there in New York, but he yeah, kind of has a feel for the Giants, he has a feel for that division. I'm sure he still keeps tabs on the NFC, so maybe he'll have a good game plan. And that minus three, uh, just screams rat line. So, next game we're going to is the Cleveland Browns. Dom has them plus six and a half. I personally put this as a do not bet. I don't think the Browns are very good. I think Lamar should run all over that defense, but you always have to be aware with those games. Uh, That is do not bet for me, but the Browns plus six and a half is Dom's play currently. Uh, Next on Dom's card, he has the Broncos minus two and a half. Dom is fading my Jets. I'll be honest. If I wasn't a Jets fan, I'd be doing the same thing. The line is already moving in the Jets favor because Russ might not play and because of what happened on Monday with the loss. Um, this screams that people are going to jump on the jets bandwagon, uh, with them being four and two and the Broncos being two and four, I don't like what's happening. Um, I would love to see the jets go out and win. Uh, I might end up betting on the Jets last minute, but right now for me, this is do not bet strictly because I am a Jets fan. Uh, If I was not a Jets fan, I'd be all over the Broncos this week. I think that is a classic bounce back spot for the Broncos and a classic letdown spot for the Jets who might need this loss um, to humble them or something, but hoping they win. But I think Dom is in the right take of that line there. Next up, Dom's taking the Chiefs minus two and a half against the 49ers. I was looking at the 49ers all week. I think this is a... Good bounce-back spot for them. I know the Chiefs lost as well, but they played pretty well. The the 49ers are really banged up on defense. That's why I decided not to take it. Dom's going to be on the Chiefs. Chiefs off a loss. Mahomes can never really argue with that. I see what he's seeing on this stance. I'm sure that's what he would be saying right now as well. Um, I definitely agree with him. I think that a lot of times the fading the public and bounce-backs and all that kind of stuff can go out the window when you're talking about Mahomes. I don't see him losing two in a row. So I think taking the two and a half there is safe. Um, I think that about does it oh no Dom last bet for Dom he has the Seahawks plus the six so that'll be his last NFL bet so just to recap our NFL bets Dom is on the Cardinals minus two I am on the Saints plus two both on the Jaguars minus three Dom is taking the Browns plus six and a half the Broncos minus two and a half and the Chiefs minus two and a half and the Seahawks plus six I will be taking the Bengals minus six Dom's on this as well. And that's Kevin Markley's lock of the week. So that is a family play for the podcast. And then I'm also on the Colts plus three against the Titans. I think they bounce back in that game after the loss to the Titans earlier in the year. Cause I don't know. I think the Colts are just kind of putting something together. Even if Taylor's out, the run game looked pretty good last week. So we will be taking that as well. Um Yeah, that about wraps it up at Cooler Talk. So some pretty big cards from us this week. I think I got about 20 plays Dom gave us. um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. About 14 plays from Dom. So uh, between the two of us, probably about 30 plays total. Um, So far on the season, last week we ended up going a – Let's see what happened last week. Last week we went on my side. We went 13 and six last week on my bets, obviously losing my two best bets, which you hate to see. Um, but then the Saints loss was my only NFL loss. And by the time that line, I bet that on Sunday that I actually had moved to f- plus four. So the card that I gave out went 13 and 6, but we went 14 and 5. So percentage-wise, we did great, but obviously losing those big bets really hurt. And then as far as Dom went, we had So he went six and nine on the week. Obviously the Penn state loss hurt him. He had a couple losses on Thursday night that also set him back a little bit, but overall in the season, we're looking at 49% correct for Dom. So right around that 50% margin that you love to see. And then I'm sitting at a 67%, uh, 67% conversion rate, which obviously we'd love to stay hot with this cards. We just gave out. So, uh, That about wraps it up from Cooler Talk this week. Obviously, a lot different episode than usual. Um, Would love to dive into these games a little more, but that's just our quick cards. Get those picks out to you guys so we can keep making you money. So uh, until the next water break, thanks for tuning in. This was Colin with uh, Cooler Talk. See you guys.